to the Dirty Civilian Podcast, sponsored by Full Tilt Tactical, the number one tactical training facility in the Southeast. We hope you enjoy today's show as we learn together how to be dirty civilians. This is the first Dirty Civilian podcast. Uh, I'm excited to do this. I've wanted to do this for a while. I had the idea like, well, I kind of had the idea a long time ago, but I didn't really have anybody to do it with, and I didn't want to just be me talking. And then you had the idea kind of the other day. Yeah, I've just been listening, you know, with everything going on, thinking, you know, what could we bring to the table? And then when we came together and collaborated and here we are. This is what happened. Well, I think that's it. I, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people who care about what's going on, who care about things in Virginia and care about even the, isn't there like a bill trying to be passed in Georgia? Yeah, and, yeah, it was just presented, or I guess, I'm not sure it was presented or it's just been wrote up and being ready to present. Yeah. But something it's in the works. It's in the automatics and, and I, I wonder how many people there are that care about that because I think but that can't do, feel like they can't do anything about it and I, and I think that, that that's something that happens in the gun world today too not that we're in the gun world I mean we just we're onlookers we like guns but we're in our own little world a lot of times but I see people who are you know what are the social media influencers yeah. who hate on people who can't do or who aren't doing anything and i think that a lot of people feel like they can't do anything because you're like well i'm here and i have a job and i have kids and i have this and so we kind of got we're like okay well, what can we do and what we can do is we have the equipment because i do another podcast and we we have the opportunity and we have the heart for it and so if it touches 10 people and it helps them i think that's a win you know what i'm saying if it touches ten thousand, that's a bigger win but but i still think it's successful if it touches a few um and so I, i'm excited to do it um, and so I guess kind of this one might be a little different because I'm going to kind of ask some questions to us. Um, but I kind of want to start out the podcast. I think a good way to go is this is going to be our first episode. Like, okay, what is a dirty civilian? I know that sounds that sounds funny to some people, um, but I also think it's something that people can own and they can be like, "Yo, I'm a I'm a dirty civilian." And it can be a cool bumper sticker. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> so in your, I mean, what do you think? In, in your, in your opinion, in your explanation what do you think a, a dirty civilian is well to me you know a lot of guys in the in the gun world or who want to be part of the gun world they all look up to these these big names or these guys that you know have a background in the military or special forces and you know we being civilians we don't have that background or we weren't you know we we just chose not to join due to our lifestyle it wasn't for us and i think to be able to come in as a dirty civilian that's a way for us to be able to grab hold of that world and, and pursue it to an extent and not claim that we have the background that they have to you know i don't want to get that confused and make people think that we're trying to say we're we're just like sf guys <laughs> because obviously we're not we've never been in that that realm or in that spectrum but I think it's a way that we can ex- express ourselves here as civilians and to, to get 
dirty and, and, and fight for our rights right. as a civilian. Well, because, it, I mean, the reality of it is it's still our country, too, and we still love it. And and just the same that, you know, I, everybody I know who has served is an awesome person, and they all have benefited greatly from it. Some of them, they, there's negative aspects of it, just like there is anything. But if everybody goes to the military, well, then there's things here that don't get done as well. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I'm not, I'm not by any means, I have a ton of friends in the military. I have a ton of friends that are special forces that most of my friends that are in the military are SF, you know what I'm saying? And, and most of the people that we talk to now that are military are SF and, and so, or have been SF and, and we value that greatly. But the, but the thing I love about the guys that we know is they also value the fact that we're civilians and we're here and we still live here, but we still, we still care enough to take the training that they have, you know, because, because up until, up until nine 11, there was a lot of dudes teaching tactics and teaching shooting who had never shot anybody or been shot at. That's right. And, and, and so, the other thing is, up until somebody goes to war, they're at the same place we're at, even in basic training. I don't care. If you're there, great. That's awesome. But up until the part that you get shot at, you're at the same place I'm at right now. You know what I'm saying? And the difference is we actually have access through all the SF guys. We have access and, and the innumerable amount of training companies that are out there nowadays. We have access to better training than dudes are getting in basic. So... Let's say something pops off here and it's on the home front and it's it's in our backyard, right? Then we potentially have better training than the the light infantrymen that's, you know, over in Afghanistan get shot at. You know what I'm saying? And again, not, never discrediting what they're doing. They they are choosing to lay their life on the line. Right. They're they're training to go get shot at. I'm training in case it ever comes to that here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not choosing that. That's not my that's not my goal. You know, but I would, I want to be prepared and I want to be ready when that comes. And, um, I just, to me, it's that, this is why it's so important because those dudes that are the baddest of the bad, you know, a lot of times they're occupied overseas or heaven forbid, it's a tyrannical government that comes into play. Well, that's their bosses. Not that they're going to do it, but that's their bosses. They're the bad guys. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I, I mean, I know we should have sent an opinion on, on on that. I just I I think and, and two because I think that that I mean you have some friends that are that are uh, like National Guard that we see their level of training and what they have, oh, yeah. and then we see what we have access to as civilians because we're 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 willing to spend money, we're willing to spend time. We shoot every single week. We there are people that we don't let shoot with us anymore. Because we want to train and they just want to shoot. We're and improve. That's right. I'm not. We're not about how much fun it is to pull a trigger on an AR. Yeah, it's fun, but that's not why we like to shoot. I like to shoot the same reason that I did martial arts for half my life. Because there's value. Yeah, it's a cool sport, but there's also a value in the defense that you're learning and the skills that you're learning. And if if people don't want to, I want you to touch on that too. Because how many times do we talk to people who? They're like, oh yeah, man, I'm I'm all about that. And if and if we were to talk to them on paper, they would say, yeah, I'm a dirty civilian. I'm all about that. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's another benefit of this podcast is we can let people who think they are know they're not. That's right. And then how they can correct. So speak to that for a minute because I know you have a you have a heart for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's everybody wants to wants to say that yeah, I I, I love to shoot and I'm a good shooter. 
I'm a, I'm a, let's take it even a step further. You know, I'm a prepper. <laughs> you know, I want to prep for whatever. You know, whether it be a natural disaster or you're a conspiracy theorist. You know, everybody's got their own little thing. And to, to be able to come out and say, you know, I'm a great shooter. But then you get out there and start shooting and what you're putting on paper shows otherwise. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to do that. But until you're ready to get dirty and put in the work, I mean, it's just like anything you do. You know, you can't just pick it up the first time and be phenomenal at it. You got to work at it. You know, any sport athletes, think about how many years and hours that they put in the work whether it be sweating it out in the weight room or on the field, you know, running or jumping, shooting ball, whatever you want to look at it. Just think about all the time that they've put in and it shows down the road. It shows when they finally get drafted or they make it to the big time. But then think about all the guys who played high school ball and now jumped around. You know, yeah, do it around. They didn't want to put in that time. They just wanted to play to say they played. And now they're looking back and they're like, yeah, I was I was good back in high school. Yeah, Or I played with that guy as a professional. <laughs> exactly. And now he's making millions to do it. So to me, you know, to be able to say that you're a dirty civilian, it's more than just saying it. You need to show it. You need to be able to prove that you're willing to get down. You're you're willing to get dirty when that time comes. What do you think? What do you think is a? I just had this thought. What do you think is a like minimum? (laughs) I hate this call. Like a minimum requirement for because one, I mean, the guy that we've trained with the most um, was Marine Recon, and then and then one of his instructors is a Green Beret, and and um, they both shoot like every day even though they've had that high level of training, you know what I'm saying? So what, what do you, again, obviously, as far as a tactic standpoint, we're not claiming we're qualified to talk on tactics, but anybody that has any decent amount of skill shooting, I think can talk to skill shooting. So what do you think, just, just, in, just in our experience, you know what I'm saying? Is there, is there a minimum requirement? Can you, is it possible? This is the biggest thing. Is it possible to be like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Come and take it. You know, you know, make America great again, Trump 2020 and, and all the good rifles and, and you know, whatever, whatever the bull crap is people say, what is the minimum you can say that and still actually back it up? I mean, is it once a month? Is it once a quarter? Because I feel like there's a lot of guys who, as far as shooting, they may shoot once a month. They may shoot once a week. They may shoot every day. But as far as training, what? because I know that's something that we've done because we kind of got in a rut of like, all right, let's just go burn some rounds. Let's say we shot and then we're done. And then we kind of came one day. We were like, all right, look, either we're going to get better because we would leave the range, and I think we were worse when we left than we were when we got there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, just some things. Just speak to some things we did in our training, some things we got, some decisions we made. And then I think the first decision we made, what, was how often we we're going to do it. We're like, okay, we're going to make a point. You know, no matter what, we're both we're both on staff at a church. But no matter what, Sunday afternoons, we're going to train. Yeah. No matter how tired we are on Sundays, we're going to train. And, and we're going to give that time, no matter how much our wives fuss at us for it, we're going to train, right? And and whether we shoot 100 rounds or whether we shoot 400 rounds or whether we shoot 500 rounds, whatever amount of time we can put into training that week, we're going to we're gonna dedicate Sunday afternoons to training and we're going to do that. And we've had guys who want to do that with us. 
and we've had guys who've fallen off, and we've had guys who come sometimes, and, and at the end of the day, it's been us, you know? And so, uh, I mean, what do you think's a, mi- a minimum, and then and then the difference you've noticed in us? Well, you know, <coughs> for a while there, you know, up to probably, really just in the last six months, we were shooting, you know, every so often. We weren't putting in the time we needed and like he said, we would come in and we'd, we'd run some drills, do some training, and I'd get so frustrated that I ended up just putting the gun down and I was done because it is a perishable skill. If you don't do it, you know, you're going to, it's going to show. And then we finally got to that breaking point where we're like, look, man, we, you know, we, we can still carry, we, we, we call ourselves preppers, dirty civilians, but we're not we're not living what we preach, you know, if, if what, what if we were caught into a active shooter situation, you know, are we confident enough to say that we could make that shot to end it and, or, or to protect our family. And that just got us thinking. And so we stepped our game up and we started shooting weekly. We shoot once a week right now. Uh, on average, we shoot 100 rounds, but sometimes it's a little more than that. And it doesn't, you don't have to burn 500 to 1,000 rounds every time. You can be very efficient. Exactly. They're dedicated rounds. 100 rounds. Yeah. I mean, you can make a big improvement. And I've noticed in myself tremendously just from us shooting every week. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, I used to be a good shooter. I'm very confident in my shot. Yeah, come show me on paper how confident that shot is if you only shoot once every other month. Yeah. Well, and, and something, too, I think that we were guilty of is, like, we watch guys like, you know, on the civilian side, you have T-Rex arms, and then you have guys like Mike Glover, and you have the guys that we know that have legit been SF, and we watch things that they do, and we're like, wow, that's freaking awesome. And then we watch Red Dawn, and we're like, oh, my God, that's freaking awesome. And, then, and so then we go to the range, and we put on our gear, and we're like, Heck yeah, dude! Let's freaking kill some, you know, communists. Let's do this thing, and 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 we end up wasting time. We probably shot five hundred rounds. A lot of money. Yeah, and so now we. So then what we did, and I think this is important. I, I think it's so easy to get caught up in the gear. It's so easy to get caught up in the cool stuff. I have a lot of gear. I have a lot of cool stuff. You have a lot of gear. You have a lot of cool stuff. But it's easy to get caught up in that and be like, okay, all right, what do we need? All right, what do we need? So. What we did is we took all the gear off and we were like, okay, what's the most important part here? The gun. All right, let's scale back to the gun. Let's just train CCW. Let's just train appendix or however we carry. We both carry appendix. Let's just train appendix. Let's train however we carry our extra mag, whether it's in a Neo mag, whether it's in our holster, whatever, however we're doing it. Let's train that way and let's do that. And we did that devoted for like probably the last six months we've done that we've just yeah. started putting kit back on again last week yeah and and so we're like okay let's 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 spend time on what we have the most because very rarely am i walking around you know the 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 job that we most commonly may have to use a firearm is running church security okay well we have a security team we've been training them that's been great for us because we have to come up with drills for them ways of keeping them on their toes um, but i will say this too we have two law enforcement officers of like combined, I want to say they're looking at like 30 plus years, maybe probably more than that, because one of them is, is very high up. He's probably been 30 years by himself. So yeah. they're probably looking at like 50 years joined together. Okay. Right. The dude who is a sergeant in the 
uh, sheriff's department come up to me. I think you were there too after the training. He was like, "This is the best firearms I've ever class I've ever done." Yeah. And and I've 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 received training from special forces. You've received training from special forces. I've received some certifications for some different organizations, and that's what that. And then we have a heart to do it. And and he's like, "This is this this was the best I've ever had. I've been in law enforcement for however long." He actually pulled out his service weapon. And the sights were jacked up. The rear sight on his 17 was like shoved all the way over to the left side. And he was like, well, the department put these on for me. Shit. And the gun was like horrible. I mean, we you could hit with it, but you had to like, I mean, it it took some finagling. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And and so just because like, like, again, I love law enforcement. I love police departments. I love, you know, all those guys. But like. There still takes like the the required training for them is is garbage in my opinion and and that's coming from the guys that I have trained in Krav that are current law enforcement that are like dude they don't require enough out of us you know what I'm saying and and so you know we scaled it down and we went to the CCW and we saw a big result and so now we're confident with the pistols we're confident with our rifles and now we're starting to take more and more tactics classes, work CQB stuff, work small unit stuff, and add that in there because I believe that, I mean, let me ask this. How serious, how serious do we go? How, 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 at what point do we go? Okay, we're civilians. We don't need to know this. You know what I'm saying? We, at what point is that? Is there a point? I don't think there's a point. I don't, I don't think, think so. there's a ceiling. I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know how to drive a tank because I don't have a tank. You know, But if I could get a tank, I wouldn't know how to drive a tank. Well, you know, here's the thing. If, if it weren't serious, there wouldn't be... All these other Americans out there taking these classes, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be a business. There wouldn't be a market for it. That's right. And we have all these guys coming home retiring that are opening up these training companies. And yeah, I know there's your handful that are, you know, the the top dogs. And you got to be careful. You don't just want to get in with the you know Joe Blow who claims he was special forces. <laughs> Special you ninja. Know, do ninja your sniper. do your research, but I mean at the same time, open your eyes. You know some of these guys are even doing free seminars yeah. because they 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 feel that we need it. So I mean if if the guys that the government dump millions of dollars into think that we need it, you know I, I kind of agree on that aspect. I mean I know you can't just take every every piece of food somebody gives you, but. At some point, you gotta open your eyes and and realize it too. Well, it's really it's really easy to, like, if you find, the first thing I, I would say to do before you start training with somebody is like get a, do a background check on them, like find out who they are, if they're now they're, you have the big guys that are that are already credited, you know, like Warrior Poet, Fieldcraft, uh, 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 what's the one in Tennessee. Um, James Yeager and all them, James like like they're they're foolproof. People have people have been going through Sage their Sage Dynamics. Dynamics. People have been going to those and they're and they're vetted and they're you know. But if you have a dude who just decides to open up a range in your hometown, you know, be careful. You know what I'm saying? But but if you have the opportunity, right, it's something worth investing your money into. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing against this, but like there are guys who will spend tons and tons and tons of money on going to sports games to watch somebody else play a game and 
they can't invest a little bit of money into protecting their family. Or, because here's the thing, like my heart is to protect everybody that I can, but if it comes down to like me protecting my family and, and you mooching off of my preparation to protect my family, like that's an easy decision for me. Yeah. And, and I also think there are way too many people who want to who want to associate themselves with what we're talking about, but they want to do it at the expense of those of us who are willing to invest in it. You know what I'm saying? Like like we we have guys that shoot with us that the only time they ever have ammunition is the night before we train. Yeah. Other other than that, they have what's in their what like two magazines. Yeah. And if if we're not training the next day, then they don't have any ammo on hand. And I'm like that I'm I'm not stocking up, you know, for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I don't know, I just I think that it, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, all right, this is a little bit ridiculous. Um, and I think there are things that you need to, there are things I think you need to spend money on and go all the way. And there are things that I think that as a civilian, you can probably spend a little less on. And so I think kind of where we, where we can head with this next is, so like, let's say that I am, I have the heart, I have the passion, I have the mindset, I have the realization, this is what's, what needs to happen. I want to be a part of this. I want to help my family. I want to help my community. I want to help my country. I want to help those around me. But all I have is a Ruger 380 right now. So where do I start? What do I do? All I have is a revolver my grandpa gave me. You know, where all I have is a 22, you know, single action or single single shot 22 my grandpa used to let me shoot squirrels with. What do I do now? You know, so in my opinion... In my opinion, this is just me. I'm not trying to like drop names or anything, but I think it's important to drop brands because people need to know what to get. I think if you're going to get, let's start with guns first. So what's most important, a rifle or a pistol? Well, I mean, <coughs> you know, obviously we're civilians and you don't necessarily want to walk around with your rifle slung on your back or on your chest. So asking me what's more important, I'm going to say, your pistol. Yeah. Because it's something you can conceal and carry pretty much every day. Yeah. And, and not to mention with pistols nowadays, you can rely on that thing a lot. There's a lot you can do with it. I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously, obviously things get too rough. You want a rifle. It's your sidearm. But you can rely on that thing, you know. And, and so in our experience, and again, we, we've shot a lot of guns, but we're not, we've not used them in combat. We've just run a lot of rounds through a lot of guns. And in, in my opinion, a sight, like a pistol, especially if you're going to everyday carry a pistol's not where you want to cut corners. No. Like you don't want to go, okay, well I'm just going to go get that Caltech or I'm just going to go get that, you know, I'm going to get this, this $300 gun because it says it's as good as a Glock and this, that, and the other. Well, Okay, I'm not saying the Glock is the only gun in the world. There are a ton of freaking good guns, some that are even better than Glocks. But if you're going to talk about price point with a Glock, you're going to get like a medium price point that's not going to break your bank, and then you're going to get a really reliable firearm. Same thing with the 2.0. 2.0, if you'd asked me two years ago, I'd have been like, screw that, dude, forget it. But since you've had yours, I've been nothing but impressed with it. You've shot it amazing. And, and this is the other thing is, the other thing we've learned is – Guns are good, but but this gun might be good for you. This gun might be good for you. I love my Glock 45. I love my Glock 17. I love my 19X. I love Glock. I like them. They work good for my hands. I'm 6'6". I have big hands. You know what I'm saying? But for you, you're how tall? I'm only 5'10 on a good day. You're you're not short, but you're not a big, huge guy. No, I got tiny baby hands, you know, and and I I have a Glock 19. 
Uh, my wife bought it for me as a wedding present, and I, I love it. I love it, but and I want to be able to shoot it really good. But I shoot my MMP 2.0 a little bit better. So that's what I train with the most, and it's it's been a reliable gun, and I have no complaints on it at and, all. And that's what the, I, I understand the argument. Like, if you can shoot, you can shoot, and that's true, and I agree with that. But there's more to shooting than just the accuracy. There is the, okay, well, how well do you manipulate that gun if you're going to do a reload? And that, for you, has been a big thing with the Glock. That's been a, a negative, right? You For you to get your thumb around to hit the mag release is not as easy as on the, the 2.0. And there are multiple things like that that come into play when it comes to, I shoot that gun better. It doesn't mean my grouping on that is always better. It may mean that, you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't always mean that. It means that in the overall, from how I carry it, how I conceal it, you know, for me to carry, like, I carry a 45, I go out 45 with an extra magazine appendix carry. For me to conceal that, I'm, I'm concealing a 17 size handle. It's a full size frame handle, and I conceal it. You know what I'm saying? For you to conceal that, it's not as easy. The 2.0, I never see it on you. You know what I'm saying? I never see you carry it, but you do always carry it. Right. And so, you still shoot your Glock sometimes, but we've learned, it's not, I don't hate MMPs. And that's not why I have a Glock, and you don't have a, an MMP because you hate Glocks. It's just what works best for us. And my opinion is, if you're if you are just gonna like, I just need one gun that can do it all. Then get a 19 or get the the 2.0. That's the what is it the 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 compact. The compact. I have the four inch barrel one. Yeah, and, and it's it, phenomenal because because you can do both with those guns. You can conceal. They're highly concealable. They're highly reliable. Or you can put it on a battle belt. You know, you can throw a, throw a light on it for either one, you know, for carry, for concealed carry or for battle belt and you're ready to rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? And and they're reliable guns for both of those. So I think if you have to get one first, get one of those, save the money. The MMP is a little bit cheaper. How much cheaper? I think I paid right at $400. Okay. So so you're looking, depending on what Glock you're going to get, let's say you're going to get a Glock 19 brand new Gen 5, you're probably looking at closer to $500, but not much closer. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think like... 520 or yeah. something like that. So you're looking at a $100 difference. So this is this is my thing. If you have the money now to buy a $320 gun, okay, well, however long it took you to get that, just save a little bit longer. You've saved this long. Save a little bit longer and hang out with a buddy who has a gun that's a good gun and shoot it a little bit and you can still train. You know, buy your own ammo, but you can still train. And then... Save up and get you a good gun because because you don't want to have to buy that three hundred dollar gun and then start over from point zero just to replace that gun and then and then try to sell it and nobody's gonna want it because it's resell on, on cheap guns is garbage. So um, there you know nothing against people who have those kind of guns, but if you want reliability, if you want consistency, if you want to be prepared, then you know there's a reason that when we just bought my wife a new vehicle. Now that we have a little boy, we didn't buy her a five thousand dollar vehicle. We bought her. A more expensive one because I want something I know is not going to break down. I want a newer body style. I want the best that we can get for you know for uh, our family, and and it's the same concept, right? I want the best that I can get, and the reason I like Glock and and uh, John Lovell makes his point too. I like Glocks. I don't I'm not saying they're better than everything else, but they work for me. And since I like Glock, I'm going to buy everything Glock because everything with Glock works together. So all my Glocks are nine millimeter. I can use the same magazines and everything, and and it all works great, you know. And um, so now going from there, <coughs> I would say if you can only buy one one gun, one holster, pistol, and CCW. And I would say if you have to buy one, buy one that already has a spare magazine on it so you yep. can have two mags with you. And that's a great preparation. And then, and then the next thing you buy is medical. Buy tourniquets 
and get ready to go. All right, now now we've got CCW, we've got tourniquets. Now where do we go next? Do we go? Do we get a, a battle belt that looks really cool, or we get body armor, or do we get a rifle? You know, where do we go from there? For me, my next step would probably be the rifle. That's what I would say. You know, because where are you looking at price point on a rifle? Well, I mean, again, kind of the same concept. You know, people want to say, "Oh, well, my my four hundred dollar DPMS will do the same thing that that, that gun will." For five hundred rounds, it will. Then after yeah, that, I mean, you, you get what you pay for, and that that's with a lot of things in today's world. You know, whatever you are willing to spend a little more money on is going to probably be a little bit better. That's right. In most cases, and um, you know, you're not really going to have less than a thousand dollars in a good gun. in a solid rifle, and and that's just my opinion. You know, maybe there's somebody out there that can prove me wrong. Um, I mean, if you're going to run it, you want to know it's going to run. This is what we found, and I didn't used to do this, but I've started doing this in the last year or two, is like, okay, let, if I'm going to budget out and I'm going to save for a good AR, well, then the way I'm going to do it is I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to research and I'm going to build my AR. Okay, it's not hard to do. You can buy a complete lower that's put together from Palmetto and – it's mil spec parts, and if you want to, you can change out the stock. If not, keep the stock. Whatever, that's a reliable lower. It's it's mil spec. It's you know it's it's fine. It's gonna it's gonna work. Then you go to the upper, okay, and you can find good complete uppers, or you can find good pieces of uppers. We were talking we were talking a while ago. You know when you start getting a really high quality guns and price wise when it comes to like your upper receivers and lower receivers you're really looking more at like the quality in comparison to the weight of it than you are the quality because you might have a gun that costs less that's just as good a quality it's just going to weigh a lot more and so that's okay with you that's fine you have a reliable gun but what i've learned to do is like where i'm never going to skimp at i'm not going to skimp on my barrel i'm not going to skimp on my bolt carrier group and i'm not now well you know, I don't think there's a problem with mil-spec triggers, but now now that I'm learning more and I want to shoot more and I, I know that I've shot yours, triggers are something I'm going to spend money on. You know what I'm saying? I'm also I'm also going to spend a, de- a little bit of money on a stock because I hate the stocks comes with. They're not comfortable. I want to be comfortable when I'm shooting. Um, and then I'm going to a quality rail system. Now, that doesn't have to be like the most expensive one, but I want a lightweight one because we both know I bought a heavy one and it sucks balls. And it's just not fun. It's not fun to shoot. It's not fun to do. Um, and so, what my advice is, if because it's easier for most people to spend a thousand dollars over a year or over six months than it is over in one time. You know what I'm saying? And so, do your research. Find your pieces. Find your lower. Find your up, and just piece it together how you want. There's great companies that you can get build kits from. You know, you can pretty much get most of your quality stuff at Aero Precision and build it out as you want to go. Or you can start out at Palmetto, go into Aero, go into BCM, go into Daniel's Defense. Different things that you can do, Geisley for different parts. You know, there's things you can do that, that can be more economical and you end up with a greater product. But most people want to just jump into a $500 AR because it's a $500 AR and the dude that owns the pawn shop sells you on it. 
and it has a chunky it comes with a massive basically a mag light attached to it it comes with this stupid vertical grip that you don't even need it comes with a rail that weighs as much as the lower it comes with you know just all this garbage and then like three plastic magazines that are going to break if you shoot them and they're like, okay, $400. And you're like, well, you're an idiot. You know, like, you just wasted $400. Put that $400 towards, you know, a quality something else and build out your gun. Do your own. That's the other thing is if you're going to be a quality, dirty civilian, know your stuff. Don't go to a gun shop with a dude that says, it says pawn and jewelry. And then it has a sharpied sign that says guns. And you go in there and you let him sell you a piece of crap because you don't know anything about guns. Know how your gun works. Know how to use it. I mean, is that, that's what we've encountered. That's what we've learned. Yeah. And so, I mean... It, just get quality stuff that's not going to break and mess up, okay? So you have your pistol, you have your CCW uh, holster, you have an extra mag in it, now you have your rifle, and you got three magazines for that. I think what we've been thinking lately is, I think, and people may disagree with me on this, and that's totally cool, that's their, that's their right. Um, I think I would go chest rig before I went body armor. And if I was going to go body armor, I would go body armor in a slickster so I can put it on my wife if I need to and I can still run my chest rig and I'm not attached to a plate carrier. Does that make sense? Do yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I, I've been, because I've spent, a, I mean, I have a really expensive plate carrier that I really like, but if I just have that plate carrier, and I, I mean, I have three sets of armor now. I have a soft armor and then I have two sets of plates. And if I have, if I have my plate carrier and I and I something happens and I try to give that to my wife to keep her safe guess what I just did I lost all my magazines I just gave her a crap pile of weight to carry around she now has my biggest source of medical you know what I'm saying and so I just lost all that stuff but I still have my gun and everything and so what I've done <coughs> is I've and I think this is what you're in the process of doing is I've I've I run a uh cheaper um slickster uh, plate carrier with um, my armor in it and then I run a um, Spirit of Systems uh, plate carrier uh, chest rig and I love it it's freaking awesome what's it the, the micro fight or something like that yeah. I think is what it's called I yeah. love it and uh, it's got like it's got so 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 in my truck when I'm ready to roll I have uh, armor that I can run independently or I can throw on a passenger I can throw on my wife whether it's my wife whether we're on a trip and it's our pastor whatever it is I can throw the armor on him or her or whoever um, I can put it in the back and let my little boy hide behind it um, or I can put it on and then regardless of where the armor is I can also throw on my uh, chest rig and I have three M4 mags in that I have um, an extra pistol mag and then I have medical all right there and so Plate carriers are awesome, and they're great. And they're if I'm like in the middle of you know, if we're on our property, you know we're on our on our acreage, and crap's been done hit the fan for a month now. I'm gonna want to be walking around my plate carrier every day if I'm because I'm gonna have six mags and I'm gonna have more benefits, you know. And and that's gonna because that's gonna be able to extend the fight I'm able to be in. And I'm probably gonna have a 16 inch AR, you know what I'm saying? But on a regular basis, I have my 10 and a half inch and and. That's the gun that I've built out the most, and I think you're about the same with your 11.5. Yeah, I run 11.5. <clears throat> and so, get, give me your, because I know you you have a you have the 5.11 chest rig, which is awesome. I mean, plate carrier, which is awesome. Yeah, the plate carrier, I have yeah. the 5.11. But then you have this. And I love it, but then I got the Halo Strategics, 
chest rig, and it's just, it's been phenomenal. You know, I don't have the first complaint about it. Um, and it'll actually, I can actually throw it on over my plate carrier and not have a problem. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I'm in the same boat. I don't want to be, you know, I know the point in armor, obviously, it's to protect us. But it's it's kind of cumbersome to carry around and it's heavy. It takes up a, I mean, it doesn't, but at the same time, it takes up a good bit of space. And to have to lug that out of my house every morning and put it in my truck to go to work. It's so much easier for me just to have that in the house set up and then have my chest rig in the truck. You know, every night it's it's there, it stays there at night, and the next morning it's already in there ready. I don't have to bring it out, and it's just so small and compact, it's easier to work around. And if you're going to be... Uh, if you're going to be a turned on civilian and you're going to be eyes on all the time and you're going to be a quality dirty civilian then you're not just looking for the what are the what they call Instagram the boogaloo whatever the, yeah. whatever they call it. you're not just looking for that that's not why you're ready you're you're ready for active shooter you're ready for a car accident that you drive up on you're ready for what you've had that experience yeah you're ready for um you know the the disgruntled you know customer in the store that turn you don't know what's going to happen you're ready for all those all those scenarios and so for in my opinion your your chest rig is easier to have in a backpack in your car with a ton of extra medical with communication with maybe some cash you know what i'm saying you never know what's going down and you have all of those things readily available in your vehicle ready to go you can put it on your back take it into church you can you know whatever depending on your role at church you know what i'm saying if you're not on the security team that might not be a capable capability for you depending on how your church is set up but there's opportunities and capabilities that you're offered with that that body that, that a plate carrier that that demands body armor limits you to now that being said i Body armor is another area, well not body armor necessarily, plate carrier is another area that I would go for a quality one. Don't have to get the most expensive one, but that 511 one's not going to break the bank. It's a quality one and, and it'll, you know, it'll, it'll be great. Um, and so I would, I would go with that. Um, and, uh, or something like that, something similar to that. You don't have to get an expensive one. And, but you want quality gear because you don't want to be breaking on you. If you're going to train with it enough, you should train enough. This is what I believe. You should train with your gear enough that you have an opportunity to find out if it sucks. Yeah. And I, I see a lot of guys who show up to the range. Um, you know, we have a private range. We don't, we don't go to public ranges to train a lot. But when we go to South Georgia and train at full tilt, then, you know, we see guys who show up with like their belt set up in a certain way or they and I, we can look at it and go, that's not going to work. That's not going to work out, but it shows you they don't shoot enough. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they haven't come to an opportunity like, Oh, that doesn't work, you know? And so, um, anyways, going down there, I mean, battle belts are awesome. We like them, but again, they're probably like the last thing I would get. Right. I would say so. Yeah. Because you can still run. I mean, as long as you have an outside the waistband holster, you can still run, you know, your your vest and everything without having to have a full setup with the belt, and that's just you're just getting more and more money and different things like that. But and you get the night vision and all that, which is awesome and definitely you know beneficial. But as far as practicality, that's probably not the first thing I would try to get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then then after that though, I, this is what I would say. I would say in between before you try to go get a a big plate carrier, before you try to go get anything fancy spend save like three to five hundred dollars and go take a class yeah 
take a class. Even if you know basics, take a basic class and then just drill that over and over and over and over and over again and, and learn, 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 learn and grow, 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 grow. And then fit, you know, one thing we're always talking about is let's budget a class into this year. You know what I'm saying? We always try to do that and, and it's been beneficial for us and we've seen a lot of growth. And anyway, so anything else you want to say before we're done? No, I just think, you know, just put in the work, train hard, and grind at it every week, every day. And keep your mind right. Stay clear and stay sharp. And remember that every person that is attached to...